Yo, son, if you came here to be gassed up, you came here to be motivated, you came here to hear some beautiful intellect and some words that just pierce through your skull and change your life, change your world. Well, guess what, son? You in the wrong fucking place. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes, Jade and MJK, come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Bonjour. Big day today, huh, Jade? <laughs> Up the pies. Had a had a lovely coffee. Went shopping, and now you know you're sitting in comfy outfit. Mm-mm-mm. Track pants weather. Yeah, we got a lot to fucking talk about today. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, sir. Yes, man. We are here, season ten, episode four of not another podcast. Mm. Here to discuss all things TV. A lot of TV um, featuring in our uh, episode today. A lot of TV shows that are finishing. So you see that in our little collage on Instagram. We got lots to discuss. up with what's happening in the world because of right. uh, the summer in America. There's not a lot of new television. Yes, yeah. There's up. a bit of a space there, so uh, we're going to get straight into it. What do you reckon? Scissors, shoot. Oh rock my god. Smashes. You won your scissors. first rock, paper, scissors ever. Yep. Wow. And you know Literally. what that means, folks. MJK is leading the way. And what have you watched lately? Fucking hell. I actually wasn't prepared for this. Oh. I usually have time. <laughs> You're like, I usually oh lose. <laughs> I'm like multitasking, listening and to you ramble on. A horrendous mindset to have. That's loser mentality, son. And don't what forget, were you saying before the podcast? Because you're a huge Andrew Tate fan. G it up. Top that's, G. That's not G energy or whatever. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> we never try and emulate anything he does. But anyway. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was until you were talking about it today. You yeah, right. It. And that's enough time spent on him, really. Because, um, yeah. So, Jade Marie, mm. I, for the first time ever, since moving back in here, watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yes. And I said to you that uh, it was it was all it right. It was a thing. And my favorite part was the guy who we can't really talk about anymore because, you know, mm. he's a bad boy. So, we'll move on to Sosie Bacon in her, mm. like, I guess, her coming up role in mm. smile right i really enjoyed that fucking movie smile mm. it's a horror mm-hmm. who else is in it the australian bird that was in neighbors and caitlin like, stacy yes tomorrow, tomorrow when the, when the war, war began, began. Yeah. whose name i couldn't remember the other day when i was talking about class I'm of 07 she, she's only got like a like it's a huge part but like she's only in it for a little bit mm. but jesus christ that girl can act well mm. done she's cool very very lovely uh, I've watched The Wire season two and three. Um, your boys really enjoying watching it again on binge. On the binge, started replaying Spider Man because of <laughs> the Spider Man two release coming out later yeah, this year, October. October twenty. Your boy, literally, this is how sad my life is. Two things I've gotten super excited for this year: mm. Scream six and Spider Man two. 
<laughs> Spider-Man 2, the PS5 game we're talking about. Got a with lot Miles going Morales. on in my life, obviously. And you know what? That'll do. Mate, I get excited about just a TV show being on that night. and It'll get me through the whole day at school sometimes. Like, I've got that to look forward to when I get home. Mm-hmm. And they say it is good practice to have things to look forward that's to. that's because, again, talking off air, you... You hate your job. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do. Not gonna People lie. are ungrateful. It's very stressful. I could go on, but I won't. Are you underpaid, you reckon? We're currently fighting for a small pay rise, the AUR anyway, of maybe 8%. It won't be 8%. So we'll see what happens. But it means they also back pay you to the point of where they started fighting for the rise. So... We'll see what happens. Not the first time we would have had a pay rise. But yes, we are underpaid is the short answer to that question. Yeah. Sorry. Because right, you were like a psychologist, a parent as well. Yeah, counsellor, mediator, educator, friend. What do you call it? Uh, like because you, you, you know, a mentor. Yes. You know, yep. you, you, try, you need to be, uh, what do you call it? Role model. A role model. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot of um, hats. And you just want to walk in and, you know, be like, all right, sit down. I've got a job. (laughs) I've got a job to do. Pay attention. But also I want to bond with the kids and sometimes you can't do both. So it's trying to find the balance. But enough about me. Um, Well, actually, it is about me. What do you watch lately? Or done? Yeah. Or listen to? Done skizzles. I read Stephen King's Rita White. It's called Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, which is a novella. I mentioned it last ep that mm-hmm. I was going to finish it by this one. And of course, with the gap between our episodes, you'd think you'd be reading a novella. So I ticked that off my list and really, really enjoyed it. Obviously, it has its variations to the film, which is the, fun fact, highest rated, highest rated film on IMDb at like 9.6 or something ridiculous. No shit. And it is a great film. You would have seen it as well, I can I imagine. Haven't. Well, it, no. I haven't. Pause for reaction. Oh my god! You know Are whatever, you keen to watch it? Yeah, I mean, sure. You know what other famous Sick, prison I'll movie it. I haven't seen? Oh, um, Green Mile. Really? I haven't seen it. No way. These and are two solid films. I grew up as a wow. huge wrestling fan. Yeah. You know what movie I haven't seen? The Wrestler. Correct. <laughs> With Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke and everybody's favorite Aunt May. And isn't Evan Rachel Wood in that as well? Probably, From I don't memory? Know. Yeah, wow. Really? Mm. It's like a straight-up drama, though, isn't it? Yeah. As opposed to an action. And I think the reason I didn't want to watch it, I got one review from a friend who said, they should have just fucking called it The Stripper. <laughs> because it was his life, like, and, you know, simultaneous with, I uh, forget her name, because I just said Aunt May. And now oh, I can't say her name. Marissa Tomei. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't come to me either. So I was just like, yeah, you know what? I heard it's depressing too. I don't really need to see it. I'll watch it eventually. Still haven't watched it. Wow. Okay. I would watch that. I like yeah. that cast right there. Not yeah. Mickey Rourke so much, but uh, Marissa and Evan. So yeah, I'd be down for that. Oh, damn. Okay. And I was thinking the other day, I want to rewatch the training day. I don't know why. Because I've only Great. seen it the once and it was Great. a long time ago. Is and because you... I think part of it was I listened to Ethan Hawke on the Smartlist um, podcast. That's part of it. And I've watched a few cop shows these days and you sort of let your mind wander and think about other cop things you've watched that you really enjoyed. And that would be one of them because it's kind of a classic. And Denzel won the Oscar for it, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And Ava Mendes. So, lots of things mm. to watch it for. Um but yeah, I can recommend Shawshank Redemption. I, I really liked it. Um, 
And I was kind of reading it from the perspective of could I do this with my year 12s because they're hopeless at reading full novels because not because they're illiterate, but they may as well be <laughs> um, something shorter. But Jeez, there's a lot of stuff at the start all with kinds like of shots at your job. gang related mm-hmm. stuff in the prison that I'm like, oh, it's not glossed over, but it, it happens really quickly. Could is you it, get away with it? I don't know. Is it penetration? Yeah. Oh, great. I went on that. So, yeah. We'll have to uh, watch this space on that one. I also finished season six of The Office on Stan. Halfway through season seven at the moment. I finished season seven, speaking of that number of Seinfeld with Skusi. So we have two seasons to go. We're early season eight. Still holding up for you? Yeah. Yep, still going good. This is the first season that he, Larry, what's his name? Larry. David. David isn't executive producer or something jerry's taken over a lot more so we don't have any stand-up comedy at the start of the episodes at the moment but um yeah i'm still liking it it's hilarious and we've only just had the episode with elaine's dance i was like this was season eight like i remember it becoming a riot that was because when did it start like the late 80s or the 90s late 80s okay so yeah that was still mid 90s probably when the dance happened so we were probably only would have been 10 mine's still exactly yeah it became folklore folklore (laughs) It became something. Yeah. <laughs> um, it became a classic. I watched season two of Hightown for the second time with Skusi, who was watching it for the first time. That's on stand with Monica Raymond, and it's coming back for a season three, but I haven't heard anything on a date. But as I was saying to you the other day, you often see a trailer and then go, out next month. Like The timeline between mm. trailer release and actual release is a lot shorter these days since COVID. Don't know why. Um, well, it got which out I kind of, of like because yeah, otherwise well, you're waiting for control months. for a while because there were some that were like you know up to a year, eight months, six months oh, or something, and God. you're like, I'm especially teaser trailers. Still looking at this, why? Just come out already, yeah. And they're like, nah, it's not ready. I'm <laughs> like, why are you teasing us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Teasing us is the key word. And then um, with Skusi, I watched for the second time, first time for him, Ingrid Goes West with our Gail Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen. I love Orbs. Yeah. There's a lot of reels that pop up on my YouTube that like the algorithm knows me and it's just a lot of you know <laughs> either orbs on Conan or some talk show or something. I just love so, so much. my year 11 who listens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she, <laughs> she was mentioning at one point she's like, "What's your obs- what's both of your obsession with Aubrey Plaza?" Because <laughs> we'd mentioned her a bunch obviously in the most recent episode and she obviously recalled us talking about her previously. <laughs> okay. There's no explanation needed. Go watch something of hers. Go watch Parks and Rec and you'll she see. She kills everything she does. She's hilarious. She's unique. She's not like a lot of other actresses. She's like, you can sense of humor. Put her in a, like, uh, if you were to put her like in a box, you'd be like, oh, she's got like the deadpan humor. But yes. she's more than that. Correct. She's like if you've watched Emily the Criminal on Netflix, that's a very different role for her. What's your favorite of Aubrey's? She's done a lot of indie Mm-hmm. independent, real weird stuff that you just watch really because of her. So I never really get into those. Um, you've got to give props to Parks and Rec for giving her the start and uh, introducing her to the Ted Pan stuff. And then I'd say this most recently, White Lotus Season 2, because, again, we're seeing what I'd say is a bit more of what she's like in real life, but heightened. So maybe that. But this, you- this film here, Ingrid Goes West, She's very good in it. She comes obsessed with Elizabeth Olsen's character. Um, I forget her name, but Ingrid is Aubrey Plaza. And she just is clearly not all there, needs some psychological help. O'Shea Jackson, Ice Cube's son, he's mm-hmm. like the 
kind of love interest kind of friend. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, as when she moves to LA to follow <laughs> Elizabeth's character. They're both so good in it. And yeah, it's kind of like a really harrowing depiction of probably where some people go with social media these days. Um, just saying Ice Cube reminded me of when he was on Conan once and he was just like, yeah, you know, you're Irish. And he's like, what? And he's like, O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> And he just gave him he's that. Trying to, he's trying to make a connection yeah, with him. Like, he, I'm Irish too. Yeah, Let's get together. Gave him that ice cube look. Like, <laughs> like, that's not funny, motherfucker. He's good in it. And Aubrey tells this. I watched a panel with her and Elizabeth. And she tells the story about being at an award show and having to present with or running into O'Shea backstage and saying, oh, I've actually got something I want to send you. And like getting his details and then sending him the script and in the script his character is obsessed with batman and is writing his own uh, vigilante script for a film mm. it's very much inspired by batman and he comes up a lot and she was getting text messages a little bit later from him like oh batman she said like, oh my god he's read the script this is amazing hey let's catch up for dinner and chat so they go to dinner and she's like said they were an hour and a half into chatting and catching up and she's like well Better start talking about the film. She's like, he hadn't read the script. So, what do you think? What do you think about what? The script I sent you. What script? The script for Ingrid Goes West. Goes, I haven't read it. She goes, but you said I'm Batman, which is what you say in the film. He goes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is in the film. And she couldn't work it out. He just hadn't read it. But eventually through that chat, she's like, please read it. And obviously he did. He enjoyed it. He signed up for it. But just, I'm like, I can't remember who was talking to her on the panel, but they were like, so did he think it was a date? And she's like, yeah, I think he did. (laughs) He picked me up and everything. Like, it must have been so awkward. So, yeah, he's he's really good in that, actually. I think it's probably one of his earlier roles. How how long ago was this? This is from 2017. So 2016 was straight out of Compton. Oh, okay. Might have filmed it around the same time. Yeah, probably would have been the first thing after that. I don't know how much he did before that because it was literally, they were originally going to get both Dre's and Cube's sons mm, to play mm, them. That's right. But Dre's son to so. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. I was actually listening to Dr. Dre today. Chronic album. No lie. Beautiful. <laughs> no cap. Is that what I should have said? Yeah, you can say no cap. <laughs> um, and then, in regards to video games, I played Dead Island 2 just, on PS5. Just quickly, was that inspired because of Creed? Was that on there? What? Things to stay at the same for games. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, the Watcher. The Watch. The Watch. Was on was one of the opening tracks of that film, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought you, I didn't know what you were doing the other night. I was just like, like, "What's that music?" I was like, Fuck yeah, the bitch is playing two thousand one, <laughs> which I have on vinyl, yeah. so I could have been playing it that way. But yeah, it was in one of the opening scenes of Creed three, um, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to some Dre today," so I did. Anyway, Dead Island two on PS five played at co op with Roy, and we finished the main story, but we've still got a bunch of side missions to do. So I think we're reserving it for. Um, the upcoming school holidays in two weeks' time, so we can catch up on Monday, which is his day off, and no just play it. Holidays are coming up. Yeah, good for you. No mate. cap. Um, and so yeah, we're going to do that and play the side missions because we're also the four of us playing Diablo Four at the moment, so that's kind of taking precedence over Dead Island Two. Um, and then now we have all these these big shows to discuss, but I might just take take pause for a second. And uh, BRB or some shit.
wasn't capping. We back. And guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Mm, mm. <laughs> We're actually going to jump into just to mix it up for y'all. Listen at home. Uh, some MCU trivia with MJK. Gone in 60 seconds is the name of the segment. Shit, I used to love this. <laughs> now it just causes Now you dread, dread it and yes, have nightmares. Um, have you got a timer ready oh, there, so please? Um, I've got my questions ready. 60 seconds to answer as many questions as possible. The time Sorry. starts at the end of the first question, just to give us a little, little advantage. All right. Let's, let's, All right. Let's, Bro. And that's why I always say the first question a little bit slower because I don't have to rush. How many dog tags is Bucky seen wearing throughout the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I'm going to say six. Okay. Who voiced Ultron in Avengers Age of Ultron? James Spader. Correct. What is the first line of Agatha all along in WandaVision? Pass. Which villain appears near the end of Spider-Man No Way Home? Oh, no way home. Venom. Yeah. What is Carol's nickname for Monica and Captain Marvel? Oh, We've had this before. But isn't it like Sunshine or some shit? <laughs> Captain Trouble or something? Nope. Oh, yes. Lieutenant Trouble. Damn. I'll give you that. Scott hid an old Ant-Man suit underneath a trophy. What did the trophy say? I'm realizing we've already had this. Yeah, we have, but I don't remember. It was like, here's to looking at you, kid. <laughs> um. Okay. Yep. Yep. You know what? You know what? We um, abandon it. Yep, and then we'll we'll do another one just right quick. Mm. And that that was a good warm up. Oh my right, god! Right, you warm? Yeah. yeah. Hot cold shaking warm? it out. I, well, I need to just go to a whole new MCU trivia page. I don't think we had the James Spader question before though. That was, no, that's that was why I was lovely. thinking we were in the clear. That was lovely. I love. And that. then uh, just pulled the wool over our eyes. Allowed really, me to think of James Spader. I love thinking of James Spader. You Which ever watched he, Boston Legal? That was a good show. Right. Is he the same guy as The Blacklist? Yep. Mm. Okay. He is a good actor. Fantastic um, actor. That seems like a basic question. Boys can sometimes be right. Just, uh, yep. Just, so uh, just to fill the void. Just um, a little bit of, uh, what do you call it? A little bit of The funny thing style. is, like, we could actually stop and just I know. stop recording. But we're both holding <laughs> phones and microphones, so... I've got the iPhone. Mm. I don't know what Jade rocks. Is that an iPhone? Can't tell from over here. Looks like an iPhone. It's an iPhone 14 Pro. <laughs> you know what mine is? An iPhone 11. Oh. <laughs> no, you're literally asking, like, do you know what mine is? Because I'd like to know. <laughs> oh, my God. When the first question is, what's the name of Thor's Hannah? That's a little bit. I can't pronounce it. So okay. that's, that's a good question. Let's go with it. The time begins at the end of the first question. What is the name of Thor's hammer? Lumiere? No. No, can't say it. Okay. What is Captain America's shield made of? Uh, and uh, Vibranium? Yep. Who is Peter Parker's best friend? In the MCU? Yeah. Uh, that would be Ned. Yes, Ned Leeds. What country is Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver from? Sokovia. Yes. The Flurkins are a race of extremely dangerous aliens that re- resemble what from Captain Marvel? Flurkin Humans? Nope. Uh, pass. Cats. Before becoming Vision, what is the name of Iron Man's AI butler? Jarvis. Jarvis. What's the name of the helpful AI Tony invented to replace Jarvis? Friday. Correct. What's the real name of Black Panther? T'Challa. Yes. What museum has a Captain America exhibit? American Museum Pass. Yep. What is the alien race Loki sends to invade Earth in the Avengers? 
Oh, pass. Mm. Who was the last holder of the space stone before Thanos claimed it for his Infinity Gauntlet? Whoa, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but last... I think you should guess that. Cause... Sorry, what stone was it? Who was the last holder of the space stone? The Collector? No. Power up. Here oh, we go. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Thor's hammer, let's count now, is Milnor. Milnor. What did I say? Lumiere. Yes. That's the candle from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Fuck. Wowzer. Oh, uh, what is wrong with your but brain, But you get bro? one point for Captain America's shield being made of vibranium. One point. Cool. Um, I skipped that question. But you get another point because Ned Leeds is Peter Parker's bestie. Beautiful. Scarlet Witch and her brother Quicksilver are from Sokovia. Um, the Flurkins <laughs> look like cats. Okay, didn't so get So just that. stick with your three there. Flurkins sound like something Phoebe from Friends would yeah. say. <laughs> Flurkin jerkin. Yeah. <laughs> um, before becoming Vision. Jarvis. Uh, was Jarvis and then correct for five for Friday, then six for T'Challa. Then the museum is the Smithsonian, famous American Damn. thing, but you needed the name. Yeah. And the alien race Loki sent to Earth in Avengers was the Chituri. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. I can't no, I wouldn't have either. Minya or... And... You didn't get this, but the last holder of the space tome was Loki, of all people. Oh, yeah. But six is yeah. a great result. And you know what? I'm going to give myself a 6.2. <laughs> just... So that it stays six, but yeah. just to what feel even better about it. Well, no, just because, you know, we had that that yeah. wild start. <laughs> so I'm a little... Oh, that's the word I would use to describe <laughs> it. It was tumultuous. Wild. What's going on, man? He's Jeff Morales ain't no Jeff Morales, it's Jeff Davis. Are you right there? What, what are you looking at IMDb? Yeah, yeah. cast names. Shit. Ah, cast names of what film? Of Into the Spider-Verse. Brian Tyree Henry played Jeff Morales, Miles' father, but his name is meant to be Davis. For some reason, the child took his mother's last name, which is... Oh, like, right. And, you know, whatever. Jesus. Okay, he's fired up. Haley Steinfeld looking good. What's up? <laughs> um, yeah. That's, but we are. This is pretty much all I get to contribute to this. <laughs> uh, but, hey, everybody uh, hey. get ready for Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Jade's going to be talking about the latest Spider-Man movie, which has <laughs> got Oscar Isaac as a voice. Dude, it's got a lot of great people. There's a lot of great voices. But yes, we are talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the second in the trilogy. And now we also know it's canon because of things like What If, Loki, Doctor Strange showing us all these different parallel universes. So the first one is more about Miles Morales becoming a Spider-Man, if you will, because no such thing as the Spider-Man anymore because there are many of them. And him meeting other key characters who we don't actually really see in this film. This is all about different universes. So we're meeting lots of different people. But essentially, um, he's got to help and team up with Gwen Stacy to attack or to fight the villain named Spot, which is voiced by Jason Swartzman. That's a pretty terrible name for a villain. It's pretty bad. It's a weird looking, it's like literally, it looks like a white leotard with black spots on it. It's almost like a human Dalmatian, if you will. So he's like Polka Dot Man from um, Suicide Squad? Yeah. And if his spots get on things, they're like highly destructive. Um, So he's just tearing up. He wants to basically destroy all the 
other universes in a way and he's causing a lot of chaos and destruction and they basically set out to help him but in that quest they discover many other spider men and women including spider woman who is voiced by Isa Isa Ray um, she had this open so I'll just yeah this chick here that I'm showing you now I don't know if you would pronounce that any differently she has a very distinct voice so I pic- I was picturing her as I was listening to Spider Woman Issa 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 yeah. Ray yeah you've got people like Oscar Isaac Jake Johnson returns as Peter Parker um, as you said Brian Tyree Henry as Jeff Morales Haley Steinfeld Daniel Kaluuya Karan Sony, who's hilarious in it, by the way. Pavtir Prabhaka. <laughs> That's great. Wow. <laughs> you got Mashala Ali, hey, Andy you, Samberg, hey, you Rachel went, Dretch. There's a lot of great voices in this. You went past Shay Wingham. Shay Wingham, J.K. Simmons, Don, Donald Glover is actually playing him, himself in it. Excuse well, me, he's playing Aaron Davis. Donnell Glover. Donnell Glover, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know Donald. that. No. Yeah. Um. Even Catherine Hahn plays Doc Ock. Like, they seem to be crossing voices over a little bit. We discussed this previously when we were watching Guardians and Linda Cardinelli's a voice of one of the animals. Like, well, this is kind of different because this is an MCU. So, they yeah, can do that's whatever true. the fuck they want. But, yeah, but, I mean, we do see through this film portals and other universes, and we're seeing clips yeah, from I'm, I'm those other two Spider Men. I'm Spider-Man. just pointing out that it's not MCU, son. Right, because it's That's Sony fine. still, right? Yeah, Spider-Man's gotcha. still fucking... Spider-Man's, Which is crazy. Spider-Man's like a, a married man who's got a side piece but <laughs> is open about it and it, everyone's just shaking their head like, son, get it together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. For you motherfuckers, all you children out there who's thinking about having open relationships as adults, <laughs> don't do it. It's this emotionally is, um, taxing. It's like directed by three different people, so I won't bother with that. Uh, it's rated 8.9 on IMDb. It Running time was 2 hours 20, and it's rated PG. So it's very accessible. There were a few kids in the crowd. It is quite long, and you can tell that it's going to be long just from how long the uh, intro sequence is, which mm-hmm. is a lot of Gwen Stacy to begin with, and then Mars Morales, who has grown up. He's looking older. Um, kick in a lot of... Um, there was a lady at work who took like her grandkids to see it. And oh. She was like, it's not really a kid's film. And I'm like, oh. yeah, no. Nah, yeah, it's really... a little more mature. Than... Like, you really need to... Depending how... Research. If it was like a five, six-year-old, definitely not. But my year eight boys loved it. And my yeah, year 12 boys but were... But that's it. Like, yeah, you're, that's you're in, more age appropriate. You're in adolescence. You've got yeah. like... You have interests you're into things You're actually similar age like to Miles, to yeah. be honest. Whereas like you've... 10 or under you're kind of just like where's the explosions or some shit yeah yeah. but as i was saying like it kicks in there's a lot of great hip-hop music throughout the throughout all of it because it's set in brooklyn is miles Miles, uh yeah so he's like he is in the game he's really into making his own beats and stuff yeah nope no no beats making in it whatsoever well fuck what else in the game doesn't happen because his dad's name's different shit (laughs) i know again two very different uh stories i guess you could call it um but great music and again man like the when you saw the first one you're like this animation is insane it's insanely unique can i tell you yeah there was something i guess this is probably where the decline of my decline of my eyes began (laughs) but i struggled to watch that movie with the way it looked oh okay so i i couldn't get into it so that's why i can't offer anything for the first one 
or even to be all like, oh, is it anything like this? Besides the fact that I remember Michelle Ali playing the young Yeah, kid. yeah. But yeah, I need to, I really need to watch it again because, you know, it's supposed to be good. And you got to support the, you know, got to support New York. Is it on um, Disney Plus with everything oh, else? Yeah, it'd have to be. Yeah, it'd Especially have to be. with the popularity of uh, fucking the, this one coming out. They always try to fucking. Yeah, like I've got it on um, 4K, I think, actually, as well. 4K? Yeah, Jesus watch out. Jesus Christ, you'd be, you'd be like sitting in it, right? Yeah? Sitting in it. And I'm like looking at IMDb and like the first five, six reviews, all five reviews on here are 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Best movie of the year so far. One step above masterpiece, greatest Spider Man film ever. Perfect. And this needs to be nominated for best picture. I'm like, that might be a bit of a stretch, but it could definitely be nominated for best animation. There and is, again, it, it looks beautiful. There it's is awesome. the argument definitely of it being the best Spider-Man movie ever, but just for the sheer weight of having all three Spider-Man in um, No Way. Yeah. No Way Home? Yep. Yeah. In No Way Home, probably. That could, yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, but yeah, the animation's gorgeous. Like You can't not be impressed by it. It's so unique. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I absolutely loved it. We I got think a little uh, derailed here. Did yeah? Did we cover what was happening? Yeah, they're going across the universes to yep. stop Spot before he destroys more of them. Spot. I know, Sick stop man. Spot. <laughs> oh, but I guess what I haven't said is, upon visiting these parallel universes, Mars Morales, Gwen Stacy's already on the inside, but Mars Morales discovers all these is basically an army of Spider Men and women who are there trying to protect all of the parallel universes. And you name any sort of Spider-Man concoction or creation, it exists. And so we get all new characters such as Oscar Isaac's character. I don't know the name of all of them except Spider-Woman, but I'm sure a lot of them appear in the comics and a lot have just been created for this film. Is, is there like a 90s grunge-influenced Spider-Man where he's like addicted to heroin? No, but there's a British punk rock dude mm. who would fit into that character. He like really doesn't give a shit. He's probably, his name's probably just Pete. He's like punk spy. Um, what do you call it? Mohawk. The Mohawk, the denim jacket, a guitar, like just really doesn't give a shit. Kind of is on Miles's side when he's trying to sort of escape the Spider-Man because they don't necessarily agree with, um, how they're going to approach the villain, etc. Um, so yeah, there's lots of new characters and, yeah, we don't have the same, you know, the spider pig and the Nicolas Cage one and all of that. They rock up at the end and it's a very... I'm going, hey, this is they're about to go into the big fight here. And then I'm going, but hang on, it's also a certain time. And then black screen, credits come up. It's literally the middle of... It feels like the middle of a film where it stops. And that's when I realised there's... What's the third one called? Mm. Into, probably, across... Probably... Like, beyond the Spider-Verse? Probably like balls deep into the Spider-Verse. Wow, that's beyond the Spider-Verse. I got it right. Projected for 2024. That's not far away, but they may have probably filmed them back to back. Jadis. What? 2024 is next year. Right? It's like six months away. How exciting. Far out, man. Um, so, yeah, 8.9. I'd uh, give it a solid 8 out of 10. That's Can recommend. Still there in the cinemas. Go check it out. Um, let's go to you. A show that's just so well received and so popular, Succession, just yes. came to an end. Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook, Alan Ruck. Is Sarah Snook the one that's from Adelaide? That's her. Damn, that's cool. Yeah. Do tell, how was the final season? Were you satisfied? Does it come to a e- good end? I kind of, I'll be honest with you, 
I got a little sick of it, but that's oh damn, that, that's on me because yeah. I, I couldn't like I couldn't exactly see where it was going, but I was just like, the show's called Succession, and there's going to be no succession. Like that was <laughs> that was the vibe yeah, okay. that ended up happening, and I was just like, I honestly thought that for most of the last season, I thought it was going to be yeah. Sarah Snook's character who was going to be in Succession, and I thought she was going to burn it all down, yeah, ruin her relationship with her husband, ruin relationship with her brothers lose her baby that she was carrying i was just like it's gonna come at a cost and i was like because because the, the vibe was is just like as that the whole show but as that season was going on it was just like look how fucking shit house the men are in the show <laughs> like she's the powerhouse okay. and she holds all the cards kind of thing um but then when it was becoming obvious that that wasn't going to happen i was like yeah but she's going to be the main reason that um jeremy strong's character mm. like they all agreed that he was going to be, he's going to be the guy. Okay. And then she was the reason that he wasn't. Wow. So, and then I was just like, well, there it is. Um, but yeah, good fucking amazing show. Still the best, I think, intro in years. Yeah, right. Like intro song for a show. And, I'll yeah, have to suss really, it out. Can't really say much more about it, but it's it's very enjoyable. It's got, it's, it's a dark comedy. Like I genuinely chuckle a lot when watching that show it's deliberate though it's okay. not like you're watching it and you're like this is this is like it's funny and it's that has no idea why it's yeah they've got a lot of actors in there with great comedic timing and just yeah some of the way the stuff's written and also the fact that they're just filthy fucking rich just yeah how alien they are to just be the one percent yeah. <laughs> the one percent yeah yeah, they're right. like probably the one percent of the one percent because they're just yeah, they're very, very powerful. Yeah, they. I have heard that the writing is excellent, and that's mm-hmm. is every time you, you know, I watch a lot of round tables and panels and stuff, and a lot of the time when a celebrity, another actor says, "What are you watching right now? What are you obsessed with? What's excellent?" That succession, succession, mm-hmm. succession, coming up all the time. So that was the fourth and final series. Fourth and final fourth. season, and. You can yeah. watch it on binge. I know yeah. that much. Yeah, HBO. So yeah, yeah, HBO. Which, by the way, some of the fucking really upset me recently. I found out the show Oz isn't on binge anymore, and it's HBO. Oh, that's it's on weird. Paramount Plus. What the fuck is going on? Oh, okay, they're cross contaminating. It's happening. They but they're peeling off HBO originals from binge. Oh, it's a fucking original. Anyway. I digress. Also, now you live here again, you have access to Paramount Plus. So. Yeah, Paramount Plus, son. Yep. <laughs> show, show me son show me the money I'll show you tonight because it's a little bit different uh, uh, yeah for sure but uh, yeah Jay please watch it because it's oh shit okay it's it's just like what's good about it here's the thing if I had to describe it negatively I think I asked you that previously but, but if I had yeah but, and I just gave you that because it's dope I, uh, <laughs> I don't think you would but if I had but... to describe it negatively I'd say it's a lot of people having conversations that essentially lead nowhere <sighs> Yeah, because that, that's what it is, and then it's like you know backstabbing and all that type of shit. But yeah, okay, kind of like House of Cards in that sense, like yeah. just people trying to get to the top but and ins- doing anything to get there. But instead of politics, it's media. Yeah, like that's, that's cool. That's what they're trying to reach the top of. That's more interesting to me, anyway. But like just seeing Brian Cox's relationship with his kids, the fact that they all kind of want to be his favorite, but also they want him to just not fuck off and die, but fuck off and retire, mm-hmm. and just let them, you know show them show him that they're capable and all this yeah. and then you've just got like the other little relationships with um how the kids all have kind of like their favorite offsider of his who they're like yeah let's go for it you know and 
the relationships they have with their significant others and all that jazz. And then Alan Ruck, who's the older brother from yep. the, the, the first marriage, who's right. essentially just... Still has ties to the yeah, family. But he's he is so content with just getting money and basically being a joke. Uh, it's it's i don't I, again you're so content with that yeah okay yeah it, it's just it's just it's weird. interesting characterization yeah it's just weird seeing the dynamic of how they all do that and then again just like the acting is terrifyingly good like yeah right like jeremy strong's scary when he gets in a lane you know and uh yeah i don't i don't know yeah it's just but that, i guess it's really different to everything else too well when i first started watching it because there was a good i think the third season had just started when i started watching it yep and i was just like it Got to be all right. I'll give it a shot. And yep. I remember just being sucked in with the first episode and being mm. like, "I don't see where this goes." Right. And Damn. Yeah, but I got—I I honestly couldn't tell you what's so good about it. It's just—it's <laughs> enjoyable. It just is, and you just have to trust the process. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm going to come back to you in a second for another title that's just finished on HBO Max, but I'm going to quickly just mention that season two of Yellow Jackets finished. I finished this a couple of weeks back. Um, this is a show that's on Paramount Plus. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci, Ju- Juliette Lewis, Melanie Linsky, um, and a whole plethora of an ensemble, female ensemble cast, mostly female cast. Um, yeah, a, which is... It's about broads who wear yellow jackets. Right? <laughs> yellow jackets. They're the uh, the high school team that whose plane crash in the 90s. And they get trapped on an island and there's no, there's seemingly no rescue on the horizon. So season one uh, sets it up where it flashes back from the, between the 90s and the now. And it follows four of the characters as adults dealing with the trauma of what they went through for what is revealed is 18 months on the island. So you're watching it knowing, okay, they're here, they're going to be here for a while. So how are they going to survive? And not all of them do. And it crosses the lines in a lot of ways. Um, but it's the 90s, the music on it. Three episodes in a row. First ep of season two, or one of the eps of season two, starts with Something in the Way by Nirvana. Next episode, the opening track is a Smashing Pumpkins track. You go there, you realize the intro music is actually performed by Alanis Morissette, even though it sounds nothing like her. So it's got an awesome soundtrack that really sets the tone for being lost on an island a lot of the time. Something's in the way. Again, made really famous from The Batman mm. last year. So, so good. And like, there's a real set tone and vibe when you hear that song. And if you're seeing something visually being represent, represented on the screen, you kind of can imagine how dark and dreary it is yeah. and it just encapsulates it so well. Um, so the cool thing is you've got the two, two very different actors playing the same character in different timelines um, and seeing how that sort of all links together. And then you don't know everything that's happening on this island, but by, by the way the adults are acting in the now you know some stuff some got messed up and mm-hmm. we're seeing some of that now like one of them um when they get off the plane soon realizes she's pregnant you know obviously before the plane crashed so how's that gonna go giving birth with no medicine no hospital or experience hey they did it in the 1800s I and know, before that i know so all i would not overly successfully. my advice to that woman would be don't push. die during birth <laughs> Push is the advice. Don't send all your blood to the coochie. Um, they also in second Keep season. Keep it through the rest of you. Uh, the second season, it they've got their first winter on this island, and it's 
shocking. They find a shack that they can live in, um, but that's still not warm enough. And they've got barely any food, actually no food. And so they're desperate. Um, so they kill a person. There's there's some stuff going on in there. Yeah, for, it's getting more and more messed up. It's getting a little bit cultish in a way in what how far they're willing to go and who they're choosing to follow as leaders of the group. Um, and yeah, another character popped up. There's the redhead from Six Feet Under. She, I don't know if you know her, but she pops up in season two You're like, shit, this chick, we now realise survives the 18 months and is living in the real world just hasn't had these ties to the four main girls and she resurfaces in this season in an interesting way um as well as one of the other characters so there's now six girls six women we know of living in the present having survived the island in the 90s and we're still making connections between what happened between them and how are they dealing with it now and it's just so good it's so um high stakes and I know a couple of other people watching it always texting me after going, damn, what just happened? Why did this happen? And it is coming back for a season three. It's getting Emmy nods and all those sorts of things. And they uh, kill off one of the main people. And I'm not going to say who so that you go and watch it. They kill off one of the main actresses. And I actually, it surprised me that they made her expendable and said, yep, if this is the right choice for the story, this is what's going to happen. So, yeah, look, season two was awesome. I love this show. Again, like we're just saying with Succession, so different to anything else that's sort of out there. There was a little bit of a time where that show on Amazon called The Wilds was out with a similar concept, group of girls trapped on an island, but the circumstances are very different and it ends up being also about boys trapped on the island in the second season and then it got cancelled. So, again, there's nothing like it that's out there. And the music's great. I love the 90s stuff because we always love when we set something in the 90s. And I couldn't recommend it more on Paramount Plus if you can get to it or otherwise, like I did with season one, a good VPN. Yeah, because I remember when that show first came out, you were a whore for it. You're like, oh, I needed something like this. Yeah, for sure. If someone asked me, I would be all like, I don't know. This is my recommendation. Like what mm. what's out there? What's different? What do I not know about? Is is kind of cool about it as well. And it's one of those shows that... The more, the longer it's out, the more people know about it and go visit it or revisit it. Kind of like the opposite to Arrested Development. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. Throwing back to you, Yo. Barry, season four, last season ever. Again, there on Binge HBO Max. We see our boy in prison this season. Yes, we do. And that's, uh, yeah, very interesting. But uh, I'll ta- you can take the lead. Well, we can converse. We can. I've you also watched, watched it. Yes, I'm like. Uh, Succession, I haven't seen. You haven't seen Yellow Jackets. We've both watched Barry. It was like eight eps mm-hmm. for the final season. I was terrified for this season because I was just like... Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I felt like it's the cliffhanger you want so people come back, but have you written yourself into a corner? Yeah, gotcha. And my fears were wrong, yep. essentially, because for the most part, that season was great. Mm. Um, it's shocking how much they can fit into an episode. Yeah, because like what just, are they? They're 30, no, 40. Yeah, no, no, no. 30, 30 minutes. 30, under 30, most of them. Just um, not a lot. You get episodes that are like 55 minutes. Yeah. Like a Yellow Jackets. Yeah, that's an hour long, eh? Bit of 55. Yeah, but yes. So Barry's in prison. Barry gets out of prison. Uh, there's a the really good episode where uh, Sally is just gotten home from like a little country town where her parents were or whatever it was and it was kind of terrifying because she just she just knows barry's there 
in yeah. waiting in the shadows. Uh, and then he just, you could sense him. Yeah. Barry. And then he just pops out all looking dirty and gross because he escaped prison. And then uh, there's, there's the time jump. Yes. Which, seeing they kind of did some teasers because they were showing the boy, I think, for the first, for two or three episodes before that. And you're like, what's what's uh, the significance of this? Is yeah, this, this Barry <laughs> when he's a child? Yes. What's going on? Yeah. And then you realize Barry and Sally have, you know, changed their identities. They're literally living in a house, which is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No driveway, no roads, no nothing. But he's somehow got a neighbor. I don't know how America works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can't s- be explained. We see that uh, the acting coach, played by the, the lovely Henry Winkler. Love it. He's... Uh, Spiraling. <laughs> well, yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, and he also disappeared for a chunk of time and came back. And Grew a beard. Yeah, he did. Uh, but just moving on from all that, i just got to ask you, what did you think of the ending? Yeah, it was a bit sad. But, I mean, that's maybe the only way... It- can or should end like he escapes prison changes his identity are we forgiving him for all of what he's done like he served a bit of time but he didn't serve his time well i mean now it's kind of the ultimate karma but um for for it to go down like that was pretty intense let me just put it this way he's a hard-working blue-collar bloke who's just doing his job (laughs) some people got to die yeah exactly some people gots to die uh, yeah. Well, it's kind of similar to Dexter in a way. Do we want him to survive? Should he be imprisoned? Should he get away with it? Should he die? That's going to be subjective, isn't it? What I people really, think. I was shocked, but I mean, what what are you else are you going to do? Because you you got to like tie yeah. tie it up in a bow. Yeah, that's right. So he dies. Correct. And then another time jump. Yep. We see Sally's successful in life's pretty pretty fucking successful that's right and then the she son. actually likes her son now yeah <laughs> awkward <laughs> and then the son watches that biopic right but yeah which oh my god the so that was cringe. so well t- yeah. <laughs> the, the effect was cringe on purpose mm. yes but you know the, the, they changed the acting coach to being british because what's more sinister than a british guy <laughs> You know, and the, just the 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 hands, TV handsomeness of the guy they got to play Barry, and just showing yes, supposedly yeah, yeah. how like the Hollywood version because they changed the narrative like in in real life. They said that you know Gene was the the psycho or whatever. He was yeah. he was you know the reason Barry was killing yeah. or something. I don't know. Can't remember. <laughs> it just no, no, it just happened. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, never, I'm hopeless with that too, so I can totally relate. But he didn't die like a hero, but he didn't die as being like, yeah, you know, true. like being the, I don't know, the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It all got put Like you said, it Gene. got tied into a bone. It had to. It was yeah. the final season and they knew it too. They could plan Sally, for that. Sally knows. Which is always, yeah, Sally, Sally knows, knows and that's about it really. Um. So yeah, Barry was good. Great fucking show. And I uh, can't, wa- can't wait to watch it all over again oh, in damn. about four years' time. <laughs> where I go, you know what I should watch again? Barry. Love that. And I remember suggesting that as well as the TV show Dave to my friend Slater. And he's mm. like, aren't these mates of yours? <laughs> Dave, <Yeah>. Barry. <laughs> Good one, Slater. I'll yeah. give you that one. Um, lastly, today we're going to talk, I'm just going to mention very quickly that uh, Ted Lasso came to an end as well. Season three was... The third and final season there on Apple TV. I heard that show was uh, doing all right. <laughs> yeah. It's surprising that it's come to an end. I think 
these guys are getting momentum and doing lots of other projects and it's like let's tie it up in a bow while we have that success and not drag it on any longer than we have to. Go out on a high. Yeah, and it, it kind of makes sense in terms of the timeline of how it starts and how it ends, to be honest with you. Um, but I can't speak highly enough for this show either. I came to it a little bit late. I think two seasons were already out, which was great in, in um, hindsight because I could binge them all. You're a hoe for binging. A hoe for binging. And in the first ep, I knew that I liked it and I could see kind of where they were going. And so I was like, yep, I'm kind of invested in this idea. But it was episodes two and three where you get more into the characters and their relationship, their unique relationships with each other. And you just invested. It's wickedly funny. And at the same time, it has so much heart. Um, I've said it before, like the Ted Lasso character is just like a little walking inspiration. You kind of want to have his energy. But the flip side of Jason's character, Ted Lasso. Depression is his um, anxiety, okay. which is captured so well. And, you know, going into those two seasons, I knew such and such, all these different actors from that show had won Emmys and Golden Globes, and Jason was winning as well. And when you see the trailer, and there's this kind of guy, mm. like, that gets an Emmy? And then you see the stuff where he's battling with his mental health, and you're like, oh, I see this now, because you don't see that usually in comedy. It's like the concept of The Sopranos was, right. you know, um, uh, uh, you know, straight up killer mob boss you know guy with the weight of the world on his shoulders and his therapist yeah you yeah. know yeah it's just like what's different about this and all the other mob stuff it's like homeboy sees his therapist yeah that's right it's tapping into something a little bit let's different let's talk about mental health yeah. mm. and like you don't even have to be a, a soccer fan supporter player whatever to enjoy yeah. it that's pretty much the only thing hold me back is that it's the lamest sport in the world <laughs> sport of thespians if you want to pretend that your legs hurt fucking go do a stage show you wimps but if you like because he you know ted lasso comes in as a football coach from america not knowing the game of football at all he's there to come in and manage a team which is his his strength and that's what they hire him to do. It's a little bit unexpected and unorthodox, but it's kind of the strategy because what you find out, I think in the first step, but very early on is like the character Rebecca, who owns the football club now that her husband has left, is he's now the manager, the CEO, the whatever, the big guy at another rival club. And that's the reason why she hires Ted to like, how can I mess this up and really just stick it to him? Like, this is what happens when you leave everything that you've left behind. is just going to fall apart. So she kind of does it to set it up for failure. And then that kind of backfires when that's, she really likes Ted. That's very interesting writing for modern day just to have a woman fail. Woman fail? Well, no, she's think... trying to get the club to fail. Yeah, 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 but she failed at failing. Yeah, 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 in a way, yeah. yeah. yeah because to, as your boy Andrew Tate says, G him up or oh, whatever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> She obviously gets to know Ted and their their relationship, man. It's so cool. It's one of those unique platonic male-female relationships where it just becomes about respect and genuine friendship. How old's the character? Rebecca. Mm. She'd be in her 40s, and as Ted, would Ted. So they're like peers in the yeah, sense yeah. of like they've lived life to, to the same extent, really, but she's yeah, boss. Yeah, very He's different. Manager, um, and then you've got... Um, his good mate Beard is his name. He comes over yeah. as another manager of the team as well. So he has someone he can come with who speaks the same language of him. They have like a a sign language. Oh, 
not a literal sign language, but they can they understand each other very well, and their dynamic is very so he unique could say as well. Like shit, a country chicken, and he knows it yes. means that yeah. like, that guy can play. Or if something. Ted's gonna say some weird saying like you've just done some idiom or whatever, it's gonna be him. He's so random sometimes, but he's just a heart of gold, and that you, I think he's your way in. Is yes. you just connect with him and you just adore him, and then you just end up adoring all the other characters. The Roy Kent character is hilarious. He's one of the writers and creators. And they're like, look, I think the best person for this role is going to be me. It's a weird Hollywood thing to say, but sign me up. And he's won an Emmy for and he's one of the best characters because he's meant to be not overly likable, but he's just, he is. End of story. Um, so, yeah, look, it came to an end. It'll be an easy rewatch. That's, what, 10 episodes. They ended up just starting as 30 minutes each and they ended up being hour-long um, episodes and I guess that was one strategy being at the last season weird that they wanted um, more content to get through so they could wrap it up in the right way. And the Scott, some of the, man, my favourite. Well, mid-season they went from like 30-minute episodes punching up to 35 to yep. everything being 45 or more. And the last season, season you got hour-long episodes. I think the finale is like an hour 19 or something like then, that. Yeah, 50 plus, hour 3, hour 10, hour 15. Wow. Yeah. And they go by so fast because there's so many characters to follow. So it's that's a good thing about it as well. And you've got all of the football players from all different places in the world. Like favorite player, I can't remember what country he's from, but football is life. <laughs> football is life. He's like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say the nationality. I guess I get, in case I get it really wrong. Um, but you weigh in through some of these characters like Sam. Oh, they're just adorable. Like you've just fallen in love with all of them. So. Couldn't recommend it more on Apple if you've got access to it. Um, and that's everything for our feature. So we'll come back for a little send-off, yeah? Sounds good. Brings us to the end of this particular episode. Yo, Jadis, before you ask that question. Yeah. Out of Spider-Verse and oh. Ted Lasso, who do you think is the most coachable? <laughs> what do you mean is the most coachable? As in put him on the soccer team. Because we know that Spider-Man's athletic. But who do you think would be most coachable? Be like, yeah, coach, no worries, coach. Oh, thanks, coach. Ted Lasso. <laughs> what? You're dealing with a teenager versus a lovely guy yeah but that's what I'm saying which which of the Spider-Man people would you put on Ted Lasso's team oh most oh, yeah do, stupid question <laughs> <laughs> I fucking know like you trying to tie things together that backfired I'm sorry about that anyway we're gonna be back in about a week sounds good and I reckon that we might talk about a few films yeah. some action films yeah. because recently we've had a few drop um, so next week we're gonna talk about The Covenant Extraction 2. With my boy. The Flash. With your boy. Creed 3. And Transformers. Something about Rise Beasts. Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts. So join us next week to hear more on those titles and all your other favorite segments. All action Cinco. Cinco all action Cinco de Mayo. It's 5th of May, but Cinco's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll see you next time. Yeah. You know what, Jade? Hmm. Kip Crew. Represent. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast, 
Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs>